They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. His brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to a very weird episode of Hysteria 51. And I say weird because it's weird on a few different levels. Number one, as you know, David is still gallivanting. Across. I don't know if gallivanting is the right word, but I like to think he's he's gallivanting and skipping his way across Europe right now. So... That's still uh, going on. Lisa is out and the bots are out there at their court mandated visitations for John. Not that, as you know, John didn't fight for visitation. We fought for <laughs> trying to get the other one to have custody and we both lost. So we have to share custody. So anyway, uh, it's just me by my lonesome and I knew that wouldn't do. So I had to call in a ringer this week. I got Jay from Project Skeptic sitting across the virtual desk for me from me. The virtual desk is, uh, you know, the, the the internet of and the freezing virtual desk is right before we started. Jay, you told me you're uh, you're freezing your balls off. Yeah, th- this uh, this week has been brutal for uh, central Pennsylvania, and it looks like there's no relief in sight either. Looks like we're going to be in the teens for Christmas as the high. Yeah, that's uh, that's the world. Uh, is just, uh, there's going to be zero degree temperatures. They said in Orlando. Yeah. I or was looking likes. at that because they always put out the iguana drop warning. When it gets too- <laughs> You're here to drop bears, drop iguanas, <laughs> man. I tell you, it is, that's cold for an area that, that, you know, well, they, I was seeing that the, the, in case you're on the uh, citrus uh, <laughs> cavalcade, the you know the the hurricanes and crap have destroyed the citrus crab. Now this is going to kill the rest of it. So no Sunny D, no OJ. I'm telling you, a big flu is just coming for us. They're taking out our our access to vitamin C. Next, they're going to take out our infrastructure. Texas is going to be cold. You know the power grid's going down there. It's bedlam, man. It's bedlam. <laughs> I tell you, it's where's. Where's uh, Al Gore when we need him? <laughs> uh, so what's been up in, uh, other than Pennsylvania temperatures, which are down? Nothing. We're just uh, over here uh, getting ready for Christmas. We did our uh, uh, Martians and Murders uh, Christmas special a couple weeks ago, so that was super fun. Not to be, not to be confused with Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, one of the greatest <laughs> things ever put to cinema. And uh, if you ever want to watch it, make sure you watch the Mystery Science Theater 3000 <laughs> version, uh, or you'll really hate yourself. But yeah, uh, yeah, we've been, yeah, we've been busy, you know, just uh, the getting readies for the 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 season, and I get some uh, days off work, so that's going to be uh, absolutely awesome. Well, talking about getting ready for the season, you are the co-host of Project Skeptic. Tell everyone about Project Skeptic. What's the elevator pitch? What's it about? Why do you put that upon mankind? <laughs> <laughs> give them yeah, the info just, 
Yeah, we just uh, we're uh, bi-weekly. I do a uh, do a little segment about Pennsylvania every week, and then we have our main episodes where I try to convince my co-hosts that I'm not crazy. But it usually turns out that um, the focus is on me just being absolutely crazy. So, yeah, it's a good time. We do two episodes a week, and uh, it's it's in the same vein. That, well, you said bi-weekly, and that's one of those words I hate because bi-weekly can either mean twice a week or every two weeks. You know, it's one of those uh, choose your own adventure words. So, you know, I, I knew you guys do two a week, but uh, we need another word. <laughs> but bi-monthly, twice monthly. No, because it all, it all, it, it mm. getting angry. No, it doesn't, doesn't work either way. You said you're in the same yeah. vein. So you are, it is in the same vein as Hysteria 51, very similar. Uh, tell about the show. How long have you been doing it? What made you guys want to do it? And what are some of your favorite topics you've guys done so far? Yeah, we, we've been uh, just a hair over a year now that uh, we've been, you know, making this uh, train wreck of a podcast. But uh, yeah, we, we've done some crazy topics and uh, we, we mix a little true crime into the conspiracy, into the alien thing. So it's we're kind of all over the place with some stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah um, Lake City Quiet Pills and uh, the Marvin Heemeyer Killdozer thing were probably two of my favorite to just dive into. You know, I so I... We haven't done Killdozer on here, and it was – we go through these spurts where people ask for it. It must come up in the news quite a bit, and I did a ton of research on it, a ton. We even did a couple – you know, reached out to people close to the story. Both sides of that story are fucking crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, the town was in the wrong, and he was in the wrong, and it's just like, wow. Like, everyone that, uh, that was attached to that, I'm just like, ugh. You know what I mean? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody won. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't a happy ending to, or a, choose a better word, sorry, but there wasn't, a, there wasn't a bright ending at the end of that story. So it was kind of like, yeah, ugh, you know, like okay, we're we're done. Like everybody kind of lost. As you've looked at all these different topics, was there anything after you started? You're like, or well, I'll say before you started, you're like I don't believe that, and now that you've researched it, you're like, wow. I'm really kind of on that side or vice versa. Something you're like, I believe in X, Y, Z. And now that you research it, I'm like, well, I was an idiot. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of cases, I guess. Um, there's, there's some true crime stuff out there that you're like, man, that guy was, that guy was completely guilty. You know, that from everything yeah. that you've heard your whole life and you're like, that guy's completely guilty. There's nothing. And then you look into it and you're like, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if he did it or not. You know, yeah. there's there's a couple cases we've run over that. That, uh, yeah, those those ones when I really dive into them, they they kind of I I get wishy washy on on the actual like happenings of them too. It's kind of so, like me with yeah. um, JFK. I went into that not un, really knowing much, and I came out knowing even less. <laughs> you know, as far as. <laughs> What I believed or what I thought or, you know, and, and some people are like, you're an idiot if you think there's a conspiracy. And I kind of think that you're an idiot if you don't uh, or if you're at least not willing to say that the government would do nefarious deeds <laughs> because that's kind of <laughs> what they're up to. So I don't know. I know. I know John, that was his big one. He'd always like bring that up. It's like, that's the one that broke me. You know, it was kind of early, but you know, as far as the, I don't believe anything. And then he got into that. I, I don't want to say that when I started, I was a believer, but I was a little bit less skeptical and he was way skeptical. And by the time when he had left the show, he was, we were almost like 50, 50. We'd met in the middle somehow, which is probably good. You know, as far as that goes, as far as, you know, looking on either side of it, but yeah. 
You yeah, find that JFK you... was go ahead. Sorry. JFK was one of our biggest like arguments in the studio. I mean, the, the, the episode went like two hours and there was four of us in here and it was just, you know, everybody's opinion on it was trying to force it on to somebody else the whole right. time. It was, yeah. And here's your new opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you guys, do you guys usually see eye to eye? Do you find, or you're on different sides of the, the coin each time on topics? Yeah, it, it depends on who I have up here with me. Um, uh, Rob is usually my mm-hmm. my normal co-host, and uh, he kind of he kind of leans either way with it, or he'll look into it himself and be like, "Well, I have these, you know, yeah. you know facts about it," or and that's good. But when I have my uh, my friend the Bombino in the studio, he is really like to the point by the book type of person. So yeah. he actually wants to know why and how and everything like that. So it, it all depends on who I have with me, I guess that week. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I think that's, that's pretty good. And you, you, you get every side of it. That's what we try to do here. That's why you have so many, even recurring people on here. You know, you, you like to get other people's sides of things other than just ours. Cause otherwise it's just, you're beating your head in a wall or you're in an echo chamber. No one wants that. Well, yeah. actually, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say a lot of people do want that, and that's what's sad, <laughs> you know, from, <laughs> from uh, I don't know, life experience and having ever been on social media. But regardless, I told you this is going to be a weird episode. We're going to go to break. We're, when we come back, we've each got a couple weird news stories that uh, we're going to give you guys. That's coming up after the break on Hysteria 51. <laughs> Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Someone, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. Welcome back. 
And uh, hopefully you guys got your, well, probably you just hit the fast forward button a couple times. Let's be honest here. But welcome back to the show. <laughs> uh, we're talking weird stories. And I'll kick this one off because this one was uh, an interesting one sent in to us by an anonymous source. So I don't know nice. who it was. I don't know. Can't give you your uh, your uh, your due diligence, your 15 minutes of shame. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it. But uh, mystery of Kung Fu icon Bruce Lee's death may finally be solved. Researchers nice. propound new theory of what really killed the Kung Fu star. Now, this has been one of those things that it's been all over the place. Uh, this comes from the Daily Wire. This was November 21st of uh, this year. So it's not very old. It says, although Kung Fu legend Bruce Lee's death at the age of 32 and 73 was blamed on swelling of his brain from painkillers, many theories were propounded that this actual cause of death remained a mystery, including theories that he was murdered by gangsters, died a heat stroke, yada, yada, yada. Now a team of scientific researchers having examined publicly available evidence have reached a new and startling conclusion of what actually killed the martial arts superstar whose popular motto be water, my friend. It was too much water. <laughs> they say uh, that he, um, based on this analysis of public available information, cause of death was ce- cerebral oedemia. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm saying that. Oedema due to hypodetremia, the term uh, which they write. In other words, uh, his kidneys couldn't uh, get through or process the excess water because he was drinking gallons and gallons of water every day because he thought it was good for him. And he died of too much water, they say. Um, so there's Matthew Polly wrote in Bruce Lee, a life claim that he used marijuana heavily and drank copious amounts of water the, the day he died. Did you know that he was into like tons of water like that? Had you heard that? I didn't, I didn't know the marijuana thing. <laughs> well, he was on marijuana and painkillers like crazy. Oh, like he was self-medicating like a madman. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. So it says, um, it says, uh, the, his kidneys couldn't, uh, were unable to process it for a number of re- reasons, uh, prescription drugs, alcohol, chronic low sodium intake, pastors, acute engineer, uh, kidney injury. They could all could have, could have, uh, been parts of now probably wasn't alcohol with him. Um, uh, he just had so much water. You know, and he did have the painkillers, but they didn't think that that did it. And it causes brain to swell. Now, this is a likely, a likely thing. He also had had his um, auxiliary sweat glands removed. Uh, Jeez. The, under his arms and stuff, which can help with heat stroke and also not getting water out of your, your system. Um, it's crazy. You know, it's one of those things that uh, he's trying to be healthy and it could have could have uh, caused his death. I remember there's a story a few years ago about they were having a, a radio station who could drink the most water to get like a PlayStation or something like that. And they were joking, <laughs> you know, you can like get water intoxication and die. And the woman who won it died and they got wow. their asses sued. Had you heard? I mean, have you ever heard of that stuff? I, I know that what's the rule of thumb, half your body weight in ounces a day, right? So I think you know, I've never even heard that before. Wow. Okay. That's a ton. <laughs> That is it. Wow. I, I've always heard like eight, eight ounce glasses a day or something like that, but a hundred ounces a day. That's quite a bit. 
Yeah, I mean, what is it, 120 or 100 and something like that ounces is a is a gallon. So if you're drinking a gallon of water a day, which I used to, um, that would be like my uh, fasting type of thing mm-hmm. during Lent or whatever. So uh, drinking a gallon of water a day is cumbersome. So, I mean, to drink more than that would be that would be insane. That would be an insane amount of water. Like and I'm a, sure it's like a job just drinking. Yeah, yeah, that would be so much water, and uh, to to have that much water in your system, yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have issues as much as water wants to be, you know, the 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 beverage that you're supposed to be drinking. It does have some very harmful side effects. No matter what you're drinking, don't drink gallons of it a day, <laughs> unless you're sweating out gallons of it a day. You know, there's those people that are working out inside, and they're like. They lose 10 pounds a day in water weight. That's a different story, you know, but even then you can, you know, too much of a good thing is too much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because even the water weight, you know, if you're taking on gallons of water, I don't know what it is that, that 10 pounds of a water is a, is a, is a gallon or something like that. But yeah, that's man, that's a lot of water. Mm, yeah. Uh, just ugh, man, Uh, this guy was so into health that maybe it cost him his life. Crazy to think about. I don't know. This is all speculation using uh, data, but uh, it covers the bases more than, than I guess what was originally thought was the issue. What's your first story? What you bringing to us? Okay. So I have this story out of live science. I love live science. Mm -hmm. Their website's always so good, but um, mermaid sighting uh, claimed in Israel. So locals and tourists in Israel, a town of Kiryat Yam, uh, they have been flocking to the coast in hopes of glimpsing a mermaid. So and maybe some people believe in these um, in these creatures or whatever. And a ledge mermaid said to resemble a cross between a fish and a young girl only appears at sunset. Meh. Perform. <laughs> yeah. Perform- I can <laughs> show you my locks. <laughs> not, not locks as in locks and cream cheese. Sorry. Even keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, this this mermaid uh, performs a few tricks for onlookers and uh, bef- the, before uh, disappearing into the night. I know a couple chicks that'll perform a few tricks for onlookers before disappearing into the night, and all it costs you five bucks. You don't even have to go to Israel; you can just go to Chicago for that. But uh, it's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> I love that she's just doing tricks. I am one of the wonders of the world. You can come down here and I'll jump around in the water for you for a little bit before I scamper out into there. Whoop, 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 and I'm out of here. Yeah, like uh. so the article reads it that like so, so the article reads to me that that you know there's multiple sightings, but here, you know, the town's tourism board, uh, delighted with the newfound fame from the you know, mysterious creature. Um they they said that um the government has offered a million dollar reward for the first person to photograph the creature. So you can go down there, you can see her do tricks, but no one's getting photographs of this. Yeah, I, I mean, are are phones and I mean iPhones and scarce in in Israel? Yeah, I, I have no idea. So. That's 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 a big fat no. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, maybe it's like maybe she's like uh, Sasquatch, and all the photos are blurry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're just out of focus naturally. They're always they're always blurry. Yeah, <laughs> just she's frolicking. You'll never get a picture. I I, uh, I don't know, man. Um, do they? Do people describe her as as your normal looking as far as mermaid? That's what they said. Like the 
I know you said half person, half fish. It was like I'm I'm assuming the top half half was person. <laughs> <laughs> Top top half is uh, fish yeah, for sure. No. Yeah. Uh, Reverse mermaid but, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but that that's that. I mean, that's what everybody's saying. Like like in this article, and even this uh, town spokesman uh, says he thinks the reward money will be well spent. And he quotes, "I believe there is a real really is a mermaid. Then so many people will come to the the town, and they'll make even more money than just the million dollars in the reward." Right. Right. It's always, we've talked about this on here. These towns will get, you and I talked about this. I was a guest on your show too. When we <laughs> talked about the, the, uh, big money monster, uh, from Southern Illinois, you get these, these cryptids or these, you know, insert whatever haunted house, uh, horrible happenings and towns will deny it, deny it, deny it until they see a few of those dollars come rolling in. And then all of a sudden, Come to so and so, the home of the so and so, you know, and they 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 tend to embrace things once there's a uh, there's a a want for it or or a way to to make that tourist money. Oh yeah, definitely. Look at um, look at Point Pleasant. You know that that whole like Mothman festival they have every year. It sells out every hotel or little motel or Airbnb around the whole mm. little area. So you know it's 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 not only the town. That's just for the people like, to be able to go there to see the sweet sexy ass that's on that Mothman statue. <laughs> <laughs> you know is, what I'm talking about, right? You've seen the Mothman. Oh, yeah. It's got some cheeks, man. I don't, I don't know who uh, okayed that, but uh, mm-hmm. God bless them. <laughs> it's a thought that horror over there, man. It's just a big old ass, you know. It's ready to go. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have you ever watched uh, Inside Job? That cartoon. Yeah, you know, I love that. Everyone's when they go to, it's like AA or whatever, but they, it's like, "Hi, I'm Gerald Mothman. I am a Mothman." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I'm down for, for Jewish mermaids, you know, I'm, 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 I'm cool with it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, that would be worth the trip. I mean, that, that kind of like, uh, that sums up everything. You can go over there, you can see all the, the, the Holy land and everything. And then you can go, uh, spot a mermaid and possibly make a, a million bucks off of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to see them on Shomer Shavas or whatever it is, because you know, they're, they're lazy that day. They're not lazy. They just can't do anything. You know, so <laughs> she can't handle money. She can't drive. She can't bowl. Uh, so they just got to stay there and let you take p- photos of them. Shomer Shavas. That's yeah. my, that's my poor understanding of the Jewish faith and uh, trying to, to key it in with, uh, the big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> poorly poorly i yeah. tell you <laughs> all right we're gonna go to break real quick when we come back we got two more weird stories uh for you right after this on hysteria 51 Well, this one comes to us from Mr. Aaron Babel, the New York Times, way back in the far off date of June 12th of the year, 2022. Crop circles were made by supernatural forces named Doug and Dave. (laughs) Uh, Intricate patterns carved in (laughs) fields across England in the 1980s were a viral phenomenon long before the internet fed us such prankster curiosities daily. (gasps) Couldn't, couldn't, almost didn't breathe there. Anyway, so this is actually looking back on these two guys 
that kind of were the ones who started the whole crop circle craze. Now I'm going to give a little caveat here. This is probably going to make some people mad. Um, of course there's some that <laughs> yeah. they yeah. didn't do. And I'm not saying that they started at all. They're just saying they did at least in this area. Uh, they're the ones. So Conholt, England, Conholt, I don't know how you want to say it. I'm sure it's wrong. Sitting hip high and a large wheat field in Southern England, one can make out an odd series of depressions in the swaying green crop where some of the wheat has been pushed down lower than the rest. It's only by looking at the field from high above that the real picture is revealed. The whorls and sharp angles that have been pressed into the wheat from an intricate pattern include series of four circles orbiting a large circle, all within a bigger jagged edge disc that looks like a huge bicycle gear. Blah, blah, blah. And it goes on to say, anyway, these guys, <laughs> Doug uh, Bauer, then 67, when they're talking to him, and his friend Dave Chorley, 62, admitted to a reporter, Graham Bro, uh, that in the late 70s, they began using planks of wood with ropes attached to each end to stamp circles and crops by holding ropes in their hand, pressing the planks underfoot. Uh, they had then watched with amusement as their anonymous antics eventually attracted media attention and began being copied by amateurs around the world. Amateurs, imitators. They, they're pro crop circle creators. Everyone else was an amateur. Um, so this was this was in the 90s when they talked to them. And there's a couple photos in this. If you can go to the show notes, uh, there's a couple of them in uh, 91. They're showing how they're doing it. Um, uh their exploits are inspiration for The Perfect Golden Circle, a novel by British writer Benjamin Myers. It's set in 89. It follows the two friends who roam in English summer nights, creating increasingly complex crop patterns. That's kind of what they did. If you read this, it goes on to say, you know, they started with circles and they realized it's not that hard just to figure out other shapes because you're just doing everything off of a rope. Um, and they say that they uh, they verify claims by checking archive more than 200 crop circles designed and stored in the shed kind of his home, they took photos so they could at least show that they did a lot of these. Um, and the design designs changed. They got better. And, uh, it's just an interesting look at at least where this started. Um, it, you know, that goes on to, they talk about true believers, people who want to believe or to keep believing aliens and everything else, just ignored the evidence, no matter how obvious it was. This guy named Robert Ring said who had begun emulating the two pranksters work in 1989 and befriended them when they went public. He talks about how, you know, it was obvious they were doing it and it's all fake. And, you know, people just wanted to believe it and didn't believe them when they came forward. Do you think that it, it, is that Tickle your fancy. <laughs> Does that feel like it was them and the people ran with this or it was something else and they uh, they were doing it, you know, separately or, or what feels right to you? Well, when when I was a kid, I thought crop circles would have been a way more bigger deal as an adult. You know, mm -hmm. what I mean? you know what I mean? Like it was one of those things because, uh, I mean, I was uh, grew up kind of in the 90s, so it was uh, – Crop circles were a big thing, but then you you, you read this story and they, they had all these patterns and mm -hmm. all these all these shapes to to make them. And I, I get the ones that are you know localized to them, but then it, like I think that it goes on and it says like they had this whole like big like cabal of uh, crop circle designers and makers around yeah. the world. I don't know if they were Im imitators or uh, they they were amateurs, obviously. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I oh, man, I 
the 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 designs that they show like i'd like to know how you can be so like symmetrical i get the circles with the rope and everything like that but the one that, that like yeah. in the article like the one that has like the um the alien head and almost like a, a qr code yeah you know stuff like that it, it's just two old men all right all right, Doug, keep going, Doug, about 14 more steps. <laughs> They're British, so that's what they sound like. Keep going, Doug, about 14 more steps that way. <laughs> pip, pip, cheerio. And uh, <laughs> it works out. Uh, yeah, I call it, but, you know, that's many, many years later, and other people are doing it. Now we have GPS and things like that. I don't know. Yeah, they have no overhead either. Like, if, if you had a drone, you could see what you were doing. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. like, in the 90s, you have – I don't – I don't know. I, I'm still at a loss on how you could be so symmetrical with some of the designs in a field. I, I don't know. I'm at a loss, I guess. There's also some, though, when you look into this, there are some of the cases where they would look at how the crops were bent and like the knuckles on them. And if they use a plank, it bends it and breaks it and others didn't. Um, so there is, if someone was not, Someone else humanly was doing it. They're using a different way than the plank method um, has came forward. Now, some of those claims have also been uh, put to question. We've talked about this before on the show here. I'm sure you can look back in our back catalog. I'm straining trying to think of <laughs> uh, all of the thoughts. I guess I should have done that beforehand of what they said it really was. But uh, it's a um, this is another one where you're going to get into arguments on either side of it, uh, you know. And uh, you could also catch someone doing it. And if you really want to believe, you'd just be like bullshit or vice versa. Uh, you know, you could probably see an alien do it and be like, nah, I don't believe. Because <laughs> that's the way the world works. I've never seen one. Have you ever seen a crop circle? No, I haven't. I, I, wh- I mean, where I live, it's real mountainous. There's not big, like, spans of fields or anything like that. But oh, uh, no, I'm. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just like flat. <laughs> <laughs> You go thirty miles away, they'll probably see you if the if the corn's out. Um, but corn's a little bit different of a crop; they're not really doing it here. But yeah, no, I, I'm. It would be an interesting thing to see. Oh yeah, I'd love to be able to like see one and like maybe take my own observation and critique it myself a little bit, you know, and see like how they <laughs> right. Like you see the pictures of them, but the, the pictures do justice of like how large these things are and how mm-hmm. like really symmetrical they are. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, you know, Doug, uh, you and Dave, hell of a job, gentlemen. You know, they did some of them, and uh, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool that they uh, – just a couple old fucks. Back <laughs> destroying food in the middle of uh, the late 80s uh, when we are in like a, a, you know, a food crisis. Well done. <laughs> well done, gentlemen. Hell of a thought there. So, anyway. Oh, no, not the corn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, what's your last one? What's your, what's your second story? So I have the story. It's, uh, it's hot off the presses here from the 13th of ooh, December. Ooh, hot, hot, hot. That is a recent one. Wow. You're yeah. Yeah. So the, go. the, the 13th of December here, Mars Rover captures first sound of dust devil on, uh, on Mars. <laughs> it, it went <laughs> Mars. <laughs> <laughs> That's the official uh, sound, right? Correct. Yeah, I think. yeah. You play it back a little. You slow it down a little bit. It's 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 right on key. Yeah. If you play it backwards, it goes. Paul is dead. Paul <laughs> is dead. 
Sorry, I digress. <laughs> so, so um, what's a dust devil sound like on Mars? Uh, the Mars rover, by chance, had its microphone on when whirling tower of red dust passes directly overhead, recording the racket. It is about a 10 seconds of rumbling gust of 25 miles per hour or um, 40 kilometers per hour, if you're uh, metric, mm-hmm. but <laughs> pinging hundreds of dust, <laughs> pinging hundreds of dust particles off the rover, uh, perseverance so mm-hmm. they said this um first of a kind audio on tuesday it's striking uh strikingly sim- uh, similar to dust devils on earth although quieter since mars thin atmosphere makes for some muted sounds and less forceful winds according to researchers now they have the link for it there in the article correct yeah 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 they I'll, have the I'll throw that in the show right here for everyone so you can hear it hopefully <laughs> don't sue me nasa <laughs> Those are one of those things that they're they're lucky. They were real worried about the dust devils at first, and then they realized that they clean off all of the uh, the uh, what am I trying to say? The panels for solar for solar charging. So they're a good thing that they were worried about, and then they realized that it it's like a built-in cleaning apparatus on Mars. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> when I was reading through this article, I said I don't know if I'm just. Um, uh, out of out of school or out of touch or what but i was like uh i thought you had to have like an atmosphere to be able to create like wind like well, it we does have, have an atmosphere it has an atmosphere okay see that's what that's where my kind of disconnect was whenever i've started reading through this i'm like Wait they just don't have an atmosphere capable of it's just not as thick as ours but you know even there's you know the, there is an atmosphere it's just not earth's atmosphere yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I was kind of like when I was reading through it. I was like, maybe I'm just, I don't know. But it, it's really interesting that they actually can get sound um, and all these pictures from the rover on Mars and be able to send them back to us and critique. I, I'm sure everything that we see is like critiqued to a point. Yeah. I, I watch this thing of how they drive those rovers. So they'll, they'll go and they'll tell it, all right. They have what they call drivers, but it's not like someone's sitting there with a virtual headset on, like actively driving. They'll pick out where they want to go that day, and it does the steps. But it also has a built-in override function where if something happens, it can stop or back up or, you know, sometimes it'll see its own shadow and think, oh, there's a cliff there, and it stops. And they got to, like, look and be like, no, that's your own shadow. Override, go forward, stuff like that. So um, it's all so it's all like turn based, <laughs> turn based right, games. Right. Uh, yeah, it's like Alexander pulls out his magic map. No, it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's like that. And then it's also everything's delayed, so oh, it's yeah. not like a you know they don't go turn left, turn left. You know, I don't know if it's like ten minutes or something like that, um, or, or less. But it, either way, there's a long delay uh, between sending info, getting info back, and then. Um, Plus, you got the computer trying to download it or upload it and link to it and things like that. So it's got to be an incredibly frustrating process, I would think, at least to get used to. <laughs> Clock in in the morning, walk over the desk. All right, uh, 15 degrees left. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, see yeah, you guys tomorrow. <laughs> well, when they first were shown, I, I watched this preview for one of the, the documentaries, and they were showing like these people, and they actually had like got glasses on and the drivers and stuff. Well, they were just overlooking data and stuff. It wasn't not nearly. They weren't like sitting there like piloting it like drone pilots. I was like, oh, that's kind of lame. <laughs> they're not like they're not you know driving a mech suit on Mars. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, that's the- what that's what we all hope for, right? Is, well, is one day we can just VR. Uh, uh, rovers or mech suits or something yeah, like that. That's exactly. Cool. Or, or send conspiracy bot there. It'll be fine. <laughs> he'll, he'll enjoy it. He'll be with his own people. <laughs> because as far as we know, it's completely, it's completely uh, uh, just robots living there. That's all there is, right? So yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple there now, right? Yeah, Two it's a three, robot graveyard. Like so he'll, he'll fit right in. Um. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, that's really cool to hear it, but it's also like kind of what I expected kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It's not like a, uh, it's not like, and on Mars, it's like, sounds like a screaming infant <laughs> because of, <laughs> because of the, the lack of oxygen or, or the abundance of iron or something like that. And so it's cool, but then it kind of loses its cool factor a little bit quick. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. If it, it came back and was like, Ooh, how fucking sad is that? We have a robot on another planet. <laughs> taking sounds and send it to me. And I'm like, lame. <laughs> Next. Just shitting on it. Like, yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> you guys played Fortnite. <laughs> I'm so out of touch. I have no idea what kids do now. <laughs> you play Fortnite. You smoke a crack cocaine. I don't know what kids do these days. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so that's been our, uh, our weird news. Uh, a couple different stories this week. If anyone wants to find Project Skeptic or just, you know, stalk you, stare at photos longingly, where can they go to do such things other than the the stuff we're going to have in the show notes? Yeah, that's just uh, the normal uh, where you can find the pod, uh, podcast. So we're on all of them. But uh, projectskeptic.com, that's where we have all the links to all the shows. Uh, you can come out over to our Facebook page. we got a Facebook page over there and uh, Project Skeptic and – there's some stuff over there. People post memes and, uh, yeah, it's a good time over there, but that's where you can find us. I mean, we have some other social media that we're on occasionally, but that's the main ones. Sweet. And, uh, yeah, you can, uh, go listen to me. I was on there for the big money monster, which is a Sasquatch episode. Was I, I was on another episode, wasn't I? Uh, no, that was, that was June. Yeah. You were on in June. That was, uh, that, that was, was it, the one. Huh? And I was on last January on the show for the blue beam episode. That's, that's, that's what it was. You're right. You're right. So there you go. Well, thank you so much for jumping on here. And if you guys want to jump on things, you can always jump on hysteria 51, find links to everything. Leave us a voicemail, 773-669-7277. Or again, on that hysteria51.com, click on the microphone and leave us a voicemail. And oh, also, uh, we do have a contest going on. Send us weird at hysteria51.com, weird at hysteria51.com, your topic suggestions. We're going to take three of them this time, really two, but I want to give out three prize packs. So the number one, you get to host your own show with us. We're going to have you on, get a fries, uh, fries pack. That's I'm fat. So it's all, it's a fries pack, a prize pack. Uh, you get to uh, host your own show with us. And if you're in the Chicagoland area and want to get yourself to the the Chicagoland area, uh, you can even be in studio. We'll do it with you. But uh, otherwise, Zoom is fine. Second place is we're going to do a bonus episode. David and I will do that, and then we'll give you a prize back. And third place, you get a prize pack. 
better than a stick in the eye, right? You know, and uh, we'll also maybe take a, your suggestion, throw in the back pocket for a future episode for us to do. So lots of fun. And that's going to run through January. So we'll, we'll announce the, the winner in February or winners in February. Weird at hysteria51.com. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been Jay. And there's been no conspiracy bot. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. <laughs>